0: What is going on everybody welcome back to the project manga podcast where we cover aliens area sakamoto days mission yozakura family jujutsu kaisen my hero academia and one piece week to week back this week covering weekly shonen jump issue number 34 i am your host iguru and i'm melo yannis yes yes sir And uh, as always, before we get started, we would like you, you know, we would ask that you take a look in the description box down below where you can find links to any and all of our, you know, individual social media accounts like Twitter, online communities like our Discord, uh, audio listening platforms to listen to the podcast on, as well as, you know, the link to our Patreon if you'd like to support what we do even more than you do by just watching. So, also, timestamps down there you can use to navigate yourself through the video and avoid spoilers for a series that you're not current in. Also like the goddamn video and subscribe to the channel for more fire ass weekly content. Um, so yeah, with all that said, another fire ass weekend can jump. Mello, what was your strongest chapter for this week?
1: Whew, you know, I feel like my strongest episode was My Hero Academia. <clears throat> it was it was a tough one because I really liked it. I feel like it's great setup. The parallels are there, and it's just like if I feel it, I can taste just like a nice nice like upheaval And I'm ready One Piece was close, One Piece was so close And like, part of me is like, is it because I've been waiting for One Piece for like a couple weeks now? But like, oh oh my god (sighs) Like, great villain work in... One Piece, but my hero, my hero took it for me. Honorable mention, Akamoto. Yeah, yeah, so, oh, man. Um,
0: yeah, I think I think my hero definitely, you know, is, that that is uh, merited. I'll say, for me, same thing. You know, my hero and One Piece, obviously, were kind of the two, the two that stand out. Um, Yozakura family also quite a strong chapter. You know but um just i don't know like in terms of the weight of what we get in my hero and then in terms of the volume of the shit that we get in one piece like just nothing can really stand to -hmm. those two this week um in terms of content like is and inside of this conversation specifically um so yeah, like One Piece, I think for me this week was definitely the strongest only because like while my hero did slap fucking uh, One Piece, man, just the con- the amount, the volume of the content that we got across the board, yes. like we got, a- we got a lot of different shit in One Piece and there's just a lot of conversation to be had in mm. terms of like the content that we got inside of the One Piece chapter this week. So yeah, with that being said, I guess we just jump right into it, man. Aliens area chapter eight. It's so hot and, uh, I felt that. <laughs> yeah, dude, i man, I'm wondering if it really gets these hot in these rice patties, man, like the, like, oh, yeah. cause I, I, bet, I know dude. Japan I've heard has, has a kind of a similar climate to, I guess the Midwest, right? Like where it, Oh, it gets hot as shit, dude. It gets hot as right. shit, but it will also get very, very cold in some parts of Japan and snow. And they have rough winters in certain parts of Japan. Mm-hmm. So, yeah,
1: I don't know. Um, if it's anything like the Midwest, I was working patio, like, this week. Bro, it was so hot one day. They were just like, bro, go home. I don't think we're going to get anyone to sit on this patio.
0: <laughs> I don't even think the Midwest is a good comparison. I think California would be a better comparison. Because I do believe yeah, it's, like, fair. geographically, like, kind of in a similar, you know... Um, Lane, if that makes sense, right? Like northern Northern California is pretty, um, you know, like right there next to Washington and Oregon and shit, and like and then like southern California is like damn near Mexico, (laughs) so it's like (laughs) yeah, it's a wide spectrum, and I feel like southern California I think
1: used to be part of Mexico, straight up. I I do believe it did as well, Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, but I mean, I really do like the um. Kind of the the initiation bullshit quest that that they have to send Tatsumi on here. Um, You know, they're all kind of sniggering and sneering at him. Like, yeah, yeah, you're the new guy. We all did this shit, you know. We know this sucks dick, but you got to do it, bro, because we all did it. Um, So, yeah, they, they send him to, like, do some little fucking menial task in this rice paddy. Search for this, uh, this, what the fuck? What the hell is it? Uh, some unknown life form, like an alien life form, that's kind of infecting the plants and shit, or it will contaminate the plants if it's too uh, if it's too many of them.
1: Yeah, yeah. I thought this was really interesting, and I'm glad that we had this moment because I immediately talked about like I want to see like the mundane aspects of yeah. like of like basically this is a like a, like a policing unit, right? This is a this is a you know governmental institution that enforces regulations etc and like there is combat right um and like we're both americans like we're used to like you know cop shows glorifying violence and stuff and like the action the excitement and stuff but like i like to see like this kind of like tenderness and like the changing of his like perception of like what his job is and what it actually means as opposed it's like um it felt a little bit like a men in black you know where like he's like oh i need to like fight everything it's like nah dog you, you're you too trigger happy you're too trigger happy you mm-hmm. need to talk to them and like get them to like you and be part of the community and like just tell them it's like hey man like you're kind of messing some stuff up look okay like you know earth is a little different and these rice patties are a little sensitive like quit messing around yeah, yeah. Um,
0: it was nice to see that little, that, the mundane aspect, and it's funny that you did say that literally last, the last conversation that we had about this series, last week with Axel, um, you literally did say, like, oh, I want to see all the mundane shit, like, give me the give me the bullshit, it's and it's funny that we get this little fucking guy, like, cultivating these things that his wife used to use for sashimi, and it's like fucking with the rice patties, yeah, and they're like, wow. We yeah, gotta chill out, and he's like, oh shit, my bad, bro, I didn't even know, hey, I- I'm gonna chill out, you know what I'm saying, respect y'all, like, I'm gonna stay in my own lane, I'm not trying to get deported, and uh, yeah, it was funny how Tatsumi was like, oh shit, this, this motherfucker, we gotta square up, and then the bitch is like, why are you trying to look tough, bro, like, what the fuck? Chill they're out. Like, dude. We're literally giving this dude a warning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's settle down, rookie.
0: <laughs> I'm dead.
1: Simmer. Simmer. You know? Uh, it was funny. I really liked it. I think that the alien is from Venus. Because, like, it's a Venusian. Oh. Because of. They're talking. It's like, there's much rain here, just like on my own hamlet. But that's actually sulfuric acid rain. And that is literally Venus. Yeah. It is just a ball of sulfuric rain. Um, so I like serious. it. I also like the kind of dis- the disguise, like the different ways they have disguises for the aliens. Like if you go look on page fourteen, right? Yeah. I love that it. it He's feels like, like it's like, coming off the front of him Yeah, like, um, like a mascot suit. You know what I mean? With like the zipper on the back. It feels like that as opposed to like Niame, just like invading a dude or invading a suit and like coming out the mouth which is you know guy-goresque and grotesque but like it
0: well, looks I like if this. Cell like took one of the the like sack of a person that he left after he would like suck their life force out and then he just like cuts it open and he's like about to slide inside
1: of it. Like that's what it is. oh, like a cicada skin, you know, like yeah. those little sh- cicada <laughs> shells we see. Them. Yeah. And you're just like, I'm going to climb inside. I'm going to do my little dance. Oh my God. Yeah. A super suit.
0: And then the person's hands are like, are, the, are these still his hands? Like he's literally like, mm, mm. he's got the fucking costume halfway off, but this is still like his hands and the human's hands. And he's like talking shit with them
1: dude i think that's a great like relaxed pose right like i love that the human suit is like in this very kind of like very measured very collected kind of like vibe you know he's just chilling and then i see kind of like sort of like a lean-to out in the in in the woods yeah he's He's just like yeah he's just the dude who's camping and it's like that's great love that for him fuck yeah and um, I love the uh, the realization
0: for, you know, Tatsumi where he's like, oh, we don't always have to resort to violence? Like, this is not, this is not, like, always a super dangerous job? Like, damn. And he thinks about, you know, the implications, obviously, because, you know, obviously you would be worried about having a dangerous job and leaving, you know, um, I forget the kids' names. Uh, Taro and, what's the other one's name?
1: Anyways, mm-hmm. yeah. You uh, Sachi? Yeah, Taro and Sachi. Sachi. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Taro and Sachi. You would obviously be, you know, concerned about leaving them alone if you were to die in the in the line of duty at a super dangerous job. So yeah. Super meaningful to him probably that like it's not always gonna be very dangerous, but for the sake of the, the manga
1: readers, I'm guessing it probably will. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah. Oh man. I you know, going back to the early bit, they were talking about like the theme of the chapter I think can be summed up in page four where uh the fella is like the manager is basically saying innocent until proven guilty is a fundamental principle of justice without hard evidence you've got nothing Mm -hmm. from like miwa and i was like that's good i like that i like that it was hidden within the joke of like shiraku's they called that stuff an extra legal nap Yeah, And it confirms our, like, theory of, like, how his brain is, like, so strong, right? That he's, like, he is unconscious, he's asleep, but he's still able to function and do work and process information as if he's never been asleep. And it makes you wonder, does Shiraku actually truly sleep? And it kind of lends kind of credence to the idea that his third artifact is, like, brain limitation... Hmm. Because, like, if you if you were, like, always on, and you literally could, like, function perfectly with sleep, like, you heard about, like, the Russian sleep experiments, right? Where they, like, see what happens to the human body after, like, they, like, you can't sleep or stuff, like, you know, creepy posture or whatever, you know? But, like, the human brain... you up for... Like, they keep you up and see what happens and it drives people insane like yeah. the human brain needs rest The fact that our brain is complex enough to have all these things to create governments philosophies ideologies love hatred everything art like all these things like math Thinking about like the stuff that we do for our job. the a thing like All the anxieties that our brains conjure up to keep us safe in a modern world If we couldn't sleep, we'd all go insane. And it's just, like, I wonder how... I want to see, like, I'm waiting for the flashback of Shiraku. Like, fresh off the implantation, like, a month in. And he's just fucking, like, livid. You know? And he's, like, not handling it well. You know what I mean? He's like, I can't handle this. So I want to see that. Because that, like, not, like... That weird gray space of, like, is Just he asleep like or not? In the fetal
0: position in his apartment, like, I can't handle all this fucking information coming, like, it's overload, bro, I I can't,
1: I can't process it. It because, like, it's, like, one of, like, uh, my autistic friends, they're able to hear the, like, the buzz of a fluorescent light bulb, right? They're able to, like, discern all these sounds and, like um like hearing like the tick of a clock you know like you see in movies right like you hear the tick of the clock you tick it like the tick of the clock like my grandparents house they had this clock and i literally like every time i stayed at my grandparents house i would take this clock and i would put it in the closet because it was the loudest fucking thing in the world it was like click 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 and i'm like how the f- you? oh yeah you're deaf i forget <laughs> like
0: Yeah, I know, I actually have a clock that I took the battery out of because it was too loud. And I fucking, it's like, I had it It in my living room on the wall and I could not fucking stand it. I'm
1: like, yo, no. Nah, that's where the digital clocks and stuff are where it's at. Like, I use my phone for my clock all the time. and It's just like, I could never really go back to like having like a, like a mechanical clock.
0: Yeah, yeah. But no, I definitely do like the fact that Shiraku is like literally sleeping, you know, processing information still while he's sleeping, like sitting here typing and fucking reading, 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 typing, all that. But yeah, I don't know. I wonder if he's in some trance like state, maybe like I think it definitely could be possible that he has like a, a mental limiter that he uses maybe to put it to allow himself even to go into this state. Or even yeah, maybe even, like, a seems... further, like, actual REM sleep, you know, but... I don't know.
1: Yeah, like, he's awake 18 hours a day and sleeps for four, that kind of thing. Right. Or he enters Because, like, uh, there's actually things and stuff like d d right? Like, elves can enter, like, a meditative trance for four hours and gain the benefits of, like, an eight-hour-long rest. Yeah. Or, like, like, a Warforged is, like, a machine thing, and it goes into, like, a diminished capacity mode, and it's, like... It doesn't do anything. It just recharges, and you do the same thing four hours. But it's aware of their surroundings, and so I was like, "Oh yeah, this makes perfect sense to me. Sure, I could go." Yeah, like. I think uh, he's in the meditative state, bro. Yeah, that's. I I think it's interesting because he's actually asleep in the van. Once he gets to like page nine. Yep, yep. He's in the van, sleep cooling. In the AC, bro. Hmm. Oh man, I really like the fact that they didn't find anything in this rice patty. Like, it's the needle in a haystack story, right? Like, yep. They're digging, they're digging, they're looking for trash, they try to find it. And I like the fact that, like, it made sense that they didn't find anything, because the dude that planted them already collected them so that he could eat them? And yeah, yeah. Like- uh, it's not a goose chase. It's not like the higher-ups punishing them because like if we have like lines of dialogue with they're like, oh, higher-ups ask for the impossible. Oh, I mean, I wish I didn't have to do this, all this stuff, but we all did it at one point. Like, this is what we got to do. And I was like, it's like uh, when I first started like serving tables, I got asked to go get something from the mail room and it's a restaurant. There was no mail room. I was like... Bro, I've been gone for like 15 minutes, and I'm like, I ain't finding this stuff. And I went to so someone, I was like, you don't have mailroom. I'm like, ah, I get it. The guys are fucking with me. Got it, got it, got it good. Yeah, no, that would piss me off. <laughs> I was like, whatever. If you don't want me to do anything productive for 20 minutes, you're still paying me for this. So whatever, man. And I was like, no, no, if you give me 20 more minutes, I swear I could find it. And they're like, nah, nah, get back to work. <laughs> right. I really like the um, the wholesome
0: moment, too, that we get from the squad mates. I forget the girl um, with the hat's name and the dude with the fucking M in his head. in his hair. Yeah, line. we'll figure it out. Um, they were mentioned a couple chapters back. I just can't remember. Um, but, yeah, the way they are, they're just like, you know what? Fuck it. We're helping them. We don't care about the consequences. You know what I'm saying? We're just going to help them because it's hot as fuck out here. Man's is talking about he don't even want a popsicle. He's about to finish it all. Like, we're just going to help him bang this out real quick. Take your popsicle, we'll help. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. That was a real feel good kind of squad moment for me. You know, I always like that kind of shit inside these manga. So.
1: <clears throat> Love to see it. Man, it was, it was nice. And like, uh, cause like, I grew up on a farm. And I can tell you, being out in a fucking field with the sun beating down on you, it gets hot as fuck, dude. Oh
0: yeah.
1: It it'll burn your ass. That's why all those dudes are basically like rusty brown half the time. You know those guys at the farmers' tans. You oh, yeah. You see them. They're just like, "Man, you are baked." <laughs> you got, you got you got lines in you because you're like just tanned leather
0: at that point. Dude, dude, I was gonna say, you're looking crispy, bro. Like, tan, like leather, like mm-hmm. a Florida beach milf, bro. Wild. I'm dead.
1: But, um... Yeah,
2: I, don't know. I wasn't always
1: a creature of the night, you know? I used to look like brown like a pottery child as a kid. I was tan as, I was like, tanned like Mowgli, dude. Uh,
0: Like, Mowgli... Mm -hmm. I'm dead. That's funny as well. I was just... I'm trying to look back and... Fuck. Never mind. I don't care. I don't know if I really had much more for this chapter of Valen's area. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I just like the... Kind of the setup chapter. The brief little moment of... You know... Kind of silence, tranquility. I like the the meaningful moments for um, Tatsumi. Like I said, this chapter, and I like the alien, like we talked about. So overall, pretty solid chapter. And I like the wholesome moment at the end too, where they made a, where he makes a nice little meal with Taro and Sachi.
1: Yeah, I like that he got like the fresh farm, fresh veggies. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah, that was cool. I like that. It. It's like the nice little perk of the job, that kind of thing, and uh, it's pretty chill. I liked the lingo kind of going through. like this is a class ten uh, disaster, and I'm like, oh, class ten, that sounds bad. But like, we haven't had like it's a, such a new series, we haven't like learned like the terminology and stuff, so like we don't know whether or not class 10 is, like, the lowest level and a class 1 is the most severe, right? Or mm-hmm. if it's, like, uh, starts at 1 and escalates from there, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that is... I mean, I am also curious to kind of see that. Mm-hmm. Because it, like it didn't even really though. seem that that serious, you know? They were like, oh, it's not really... And they said that. They were like, oh, it's not really an issue now, but, like, if, if there's a bunch of them then it could maybe fuck with shit and contaminate
1: shit. Oh, man. it's. It, I think it's almost like, um, you know, mercury poisoning in the tuna, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like... It's like that. We're like, oh, man, you should watch out for that. You know, you're going to crap that. Or, like, throw off the pH balance so the, the rice spoils or something like that. Yeah. And something like water or nothing. But, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was a cool little chapter. A nice, wholesome thing. Um, It's probably going to have like, a mystery, panic, like, first response kind of chapter following it and have a little more action and suspense. But this was a nice, nice, quiet one. Nice, solid one. Yeah, I think
0: uh, I'm ready to go back into some some more high-octane shit or some more suspenseful and, and you know, edu- butt-clenchy shit.
1: Um, yeah, I want to, I want to send...
0: Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, especially because last... Or not last chapter, but this next chapter, I believe, you know, chapter 9 is going to round out the first volume, correct?
1: Uh, he... Generally? generally yeah, I'd say, like, the average... The average volume, the first volume is about 9 chapters, I think. Yeah, 9 to 10. I think, um, Crows was, like, 11, hmm. or something like that, Um, off the top of my head. I remember doing something like that for Book Club, but yeah, like... 10's a good number honestly the human brain seems to like 10 I, you know because it feels neat i feel like the fact that we get a, a kind of a um setup
0: chapter for chapter eight means that uh, maybe the, the first volume here will be 10 chapters or more mm-hmm. because you know I, I don't know if we'll get like the entire resolution of a conflict within just next chapter you know <clears throat> yeah,
1: absolutely. I think normally you like to be...
0: end off the first volume on a like a kind of a high point, like
1: winning. Mm-hmm. You know, some I don't know. I think so too. I I genuinely believe that like ten is a good number. If we're thinking about like numbers and stuff and how they're interacting with things, I really want because like we have that with luck, right with the um, kind of like how this is the point past this chapter points it can't be predicted, it's off the rails. Prediction is no longer valid into Mm -hmm. that thing. Um, But like, with Aliens Area, I want like a a huge bang-off like, kind of like, point where, like, Area 51, right? I want to see if they have something planned for Chapter 51. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, other than that, that's really all I had for the, the chapter today. Yeah, yeah, me too. Short and sweet. Nice little little slice of life moment.
0: Yeah. Feel good moments in this chapter and nothing too crazy. Nothing too crazy. All right. Well, with that, I think we can go ahead and get right into chapter 80 of Sakamoto Day's reunion. And uh, we got this nice little color, color page, you know, or not color page, but color cover uh, with yeah. Shishiba, Osaragi, Takamura, Kanaguri, and Hyo. Hyo. It's all kind of... <laughs> Standing Cute, there. cutesy,
1: very cutesy. I believe they're currently the the main members of order that mm-hmm. are known, and Kanaguri hasn't been like caught out as a member of Slur's group, as far as I am aware. Yeah, I mean to like befou you, but like yeah, you know. Hmm, hmm. Man, All right, I love the first. Like, the very first page, right, where Akira is talking about, like, the different jobs you can have. I was like, man, because, like, we had that moment where um, that young guy that was being piloted, um, they are talking about the job. And I can't remember how much he was getting paid to do that.
2: You know what I mean?
1: Because, like, this, um, like, please let us know in the comments um, just the price difference. Of, like, these floaters, spotters, test subjects, and see how much they got. And it's like, is it really a competitive price? Was it really a good deal? Is it an exorbitant amount of money? Like, I wanna know. I wanna know. I mean,
0: the spotters and the floaters, I mean, the floaters obviously the safest, you know, and with the most marginal wage. And then, like, the spotters, you're getting paid a little more. And then the test subjects, depending on the test, you might, like, if you want to play it safe and not do any wild shit, that's when you get the 30,000. But if you want to test these lethal poisons, these these, these prototypical weaponries and shit, like, you're going to get that 800 racks, uh, but you're about to fucking... You're probably about to die, and your family's you your fun. family's it's, getting eight, 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 that 800 racks. <laughs> if, if it's not this,
1: dude, I wonder what Kill Baby's thing is. Like, yeah. I wonder if he's just like stupid durable, and that's his only ability. Like, he's not that deadly. He's not that fast. He got his ass handed to him pretty quickly, but he survived all that, you know. So I'm like, TV. is his is his like unique? Like, not unique, but like his main strength just straight up durability. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's uh, like, what's your power? I'm a cockroach, sir. <laughs> I'm a cockroach, sir. Um, yeah, so know. yeah,
0: then we get the deer guy. You know, I like uh, I like this moment where he's like, you know what? If you really want in this room or you, well, you want in this group with us, um, we're going to need you to do a little quid pro quo and just take care of, you know, tie up this loose end for us on, on, on the JCC's end of things. Because if they got intro info on uh, you know who, quote unquote, you know what I'm saying, in the database, they, uh, it's going to be inconvenient for us. So I like the fact that, again, you know, multiple players kind of vying for this vault right now. And uh, it's making the situation even more, more clenchy. But as far as like um, Siba goes, this he's is nice. wild. Is like, what? Siba's funny as hell, dude. Well, not only is he funny, but he's like... A prodigious genius, we learned. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we already figured he was—he was smart. But what? What did we learn? With, like the exact title that he gets. <coughs> oh, um, let's see, they he had the top about... graduation project of his class. He was the first weapons dep- pro- production department student in fifteen years to win the coveted Yoshimura Prize, and the Yoshimura Prize usually only goes to people from the assassin department. So, I mean, Siba's cold, man. I feel like we we're sleeping on him a little bit. Maybe, maybe I was the only one sleeping on him a little bit, but he's
1: actually I mean, got—he was, he was always cool. But I feel like this really kind of like adds depth to his character and like brings him up to par, right? Because for a while, I was like, okay, you got beat up by a, a top-notch spider uh, sniper, sprinkler, and a telepath. And so, like, I love that this... It's just, like, reaffirming that he is a contender, right? Well, I mean, that, yes, but, like,
0: makes those situations feel a little less um, detractory, I guess, you could say, because, like, Mm -hmm. now you're kind of seeing, like, I mean, that's not necessarily his lane, you know? Fighting people, doing actual espionage shit. Like, he's really an inventor, it seems like. He really just wants solver. to stay in that lane. He's a problem solver. He's an inventor. And uh, and he's really just not built for the Assassin shit, man. He's like, I'm not trying to do all that. This is my lane. I'm gonna stay in it. Y'all do you. Mm-hmm. And I'll build you some tech. You know what I'm saying?
1: Dude, do you think he's gonna be like... because like... he's getting a call from Mafuyu and then... Mafuyu's been kidnapped straight mm-hmm. up, so is this a moment where, like, because that happened, Sibu would align himself against X organization and, like, side with, like, Shin and company and, like, be their Q, so to speak? Mm-hmm. You know, like, does he do that? Or does he become another threat that, like, blindsides Shin in an attempt to, like, stop him from getting the database right? Because we have Amine who's like definitely looking for the thing but then would Siba be willing to destroy the database to protect Mafuyu Mm -hmm. if the uh, X organization framed it in a way that they'd be like no we've got your brother he's fine for now if you want him to be fine you're gonna have to do something for us yeah or something like that. There's there's elements to that. And I like that kind of um, mercurial nature that he kind of has.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely curious to see kind of what avenue the Mafuyu situation takes for sure, because the, the phone call obviously could have huge implications as to the part, you know, Siba, um, Natsuki plays going forward. <clears throat> you know, whether, like you said, he kind of aligns himself with slurring them to protect Mufuyu or if Mufuyu like maybe is talking on their behalf per se but then maybe uses some like brother code to let him know like what the real situation is um Mm -hmm. I don't know yeah I'm curious to see kind of what turn this takes and I I don't know I wish we could have maybe at least got the scene with him picking up the phone and then see his reaction you know yeah, know. it's a
1: great cliffhanger moment for that kind of thing. Yeah. And so yeah, it's funny. He might even say um he might say something that doesn't fit in with like his germaphobic nature. Oh, might, yeah. Because even in his even in his like um picture, he's wearing a mask. Like even in his like phone profile picture. In his brother's phone, he's wearing yeah. a mask. So it's like, this is who this kid is. Like, it's a an integral part of this, who he is. I love, but like Siva's, on tack. I really love his like way of thinking. Right? He's like, man, you're not looking for like journals. He even asks like Shin. Yeah. And he's like, man, you're not thinking any of this stuff through. Like, do you even what do you think it looks like? Right. What are you He's even like, looking for? Do you even know, know what you're looking for? He's like, are you fucking dumb? He's like,
0: you know how big that fucking book would have to be? You know how many, like, you know how much room these documents would take? Like, it's clearly been digitalized. Like, we obviously are looking for a fucking USB drive or some shit. <clears throat> and then, yeah, it yeah, no. kind of boils it down to, like, the best course of action is clearly to, like, talk to the staff members, probably the ones who have been here the longest, to you know vet whether they know anything about the vault or the uh or the database but something that really stood out to me and i think they that the answer is right in front of our face right now right here on chapter or on page nine this fucking janitor
1: he knows where it is
0: bro he literally knows where it is he's like your friend sure energetic huh siba he's like oh hi and uh and he's like, Mr. Janitor, do you know anything about the database? And he's like, ah ah ah, the database, huh? That brings back memories and just like shuffles off. Like this dude, this dude fucking knows. I don't know. I'm I would put money on it right now. Maybe I'm wrong. I could definitely be wrong. Oh, you know, maybe he's funny? just laughing like, Oh, I've been hearing rumors, like I've been oh, I've been here forever. I've heard so many rumors about this dumbass database. Ah ah. But I feel like this dude knows. <laughs> Actually, he's the janitor. He's been everywhere in the building. He's fucking cleaned the whole thing, bro He's signed these NDAs. He knows where every fucking nook and cranny of this building is.
1: I have a theory that he really does know and that the janitor might be the database and that the hiding of the information is passed on through like an oral tradition, right? like because he's just got like, all of it in his mind we were yeah, talking about that weren't we a few reviews ago whether it would be like a fuck mm, keep going like dismissal. and i think that like the janitor because he says your friends sir energetic huh Siba and Siba's just like oh mr janitor he doesn't know this guy's name no nah. but he knows him Why does he know him? Oh, man. You know what I mean? I mean, of course, yes, he's a prestigious student that won the Yoshimura Prize, but, like, come on. How does he really know him? So, like, and then, like, in a later chapter, they talk about how the JCC's idea is that you must be invisible with your intent to kill, that an assassin's job is to blend in with the environment around you. So, like, the thing that I've learned and, like, one of my old babysitters used to be a janitor for the college I ended up attending to. Like, we used to talk to each other all the time, and they're like, yeah, no. No one pays attention to cleaning staff. And, like, we saw this in Yozakura family when they visited the president of the spy association. Mm-hmm. He was dressed up as a janitor, dude! And I feel like the, the more overlooked, mundane, casual you are, the better it is, right? So I just feel like that might be the case. I think it could be like a an aspect of either the janitor knows where the disc where the the amount is, or they are a part of a collective that basically memorizes all the information about a person and like keeps it to themselves. And then people can like reference it and then They'll request it and then they'll get like a printed thing, right? Later, so I feel like it could be like that. Yeah, that's my theory.
0: Yeah, I like I like this dude being like the curator of the database. Like mm-hmm. he he's got the he's got the laptop, he's got the USB drive, he's updating the shit. He knows everybody because yeah, I didn't even think about the fact that he literally calls Sebao by name, mm-hmm. and then he's mm-hmm. just like Mister Janitor, like interesting 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 yeah no i think this fucking janitor i think this is the it's right in front of our eyes right here bro yeah i, agree. I think it I might totally be it. Agree. the same and thing then, occurred to me as soon as i read
1: the chapter i was like this dude fucking knows yeah <laughs> fuck the fuck. and like the thing is shin might not be able to tell that thing because um satota senpai was able to hide her thoughts and was invisible with her you know intent of aggression And they're able to hide their thoughts. And she flipped him. Whereas, like, the other guy, like, tried to shoot him and, like, didn't miss it. Like, was broadcasting their thoughts. So I think that, like, these older assassins are able to, like, conceal their thoughts. Even from, like, outward detection. Yeah. And, like, kind of, like, be blank, right? Like, they just can mentally blank themselves and like hide their presence and stuff and so they don't give off anything yeah and that's why the janitor like shins like doesn't have exactly the advantage that he thinks he does
0: yeah well and if we're keeping in line with the theory that our speculation that he is like you know of that level of that echelon and um and that he is the curator of the database and he knows all this shit not only the shit you were talking about, like obviously he can conceal mm-hmm. his intent to kill, he can conceal his thoughts and presence, but he would obviously know about Shin being that he's attending the academy, you know, he would probably know about his abilities being that, like, it's not exactly a secret, you mm-hmm. know, um, and so it's just convenient that he just so happens to show up the second that Shin runs away, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like the mind control ability Or the mind reading ability is gone now He just so happens to show up Literally the panel after Shin is Exiting the scene Mm -hmm. So it's like Hmm Curiouser and and Curiouser bro
1: Cause he's like your friend's really energetic And he's probably been watching for a while Um Dang watch it be inside a dumpster dude like the entrance to like a a database is like inside the dumpster or it could be in the cafeteria right like Mm -hmm. like if you see like an empty cafeteria and a janitor like mobbing the floors you're not gonna give that five seconds you know like you're just gonna overlook it so i feel it man
0: yeah i'm definitely excited to see where things could possibly go and i'm sold on the on the idea that this janitor is like the curator of the database bro i fucking Mm. i love
1: it bro i love it dude Hell yeah, man. Um, I, I loved the next practicum. I think Seba was trying to tell him, like, because on page eight he says, "Of course I'd keep my distance from," and I think he meant Satoda Sensei. Yeah. Of course,
0: no, yeah, of course, yeah, of course I'd keep my distance from her. You know what I'm saying? Was probably what he was gonna say. Like mm-hmm. that bitch, she's different, bro. She'll she'll whoop your ass and then some
1: hmm She's like, I'm not your auntie. I teach this class. Yeah. Yeah. I remember was... three fools doing the same years ago. <laughs> Talking about, Man. uh, probably
0: Taro, um... Mm-hmm. Taro, Nagumo, and, and uh... Akau. Cow. Akau, cow, yeah, Akira. Mm. Not Akira, but Akau, yeah.
1: Auntie, yeah. Auntie! auntie.
0: Would it ask like an auntie? But no, I love this. uh, I love the assassination practicum. That was Um, cool.
1: I loved this. Where he's like, like you guys need to
0: be able to conceal your intent to kill and your aggression to to a degree that, like, even me, a master assassin, maybe not a master assassin, but an assassin of a high enough level to teach, you know, at the JCC um, combat classes, you know, you have to be able to sneak up on me. And y'all are really gonna learn how hard that is, cause I'm gonna put this blindfold on, <coughs> and I'm still gonna fuck y'all up. Yeah, they didn't even lay a hand on him.
1: Nope, not a single one. Um, Akira didn't go though. No, she would have like put the paws on him. She would have put the paws on him. <laughs> she would have like panicked for a second, and he like wouldn't have felt the aggression. She was just, like panicked, like. E- yeah. and just go bop 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 steps and he like does the little two finger stab to the eye thing I don't yeah. know
0: man cause she's dexterous I feel like maybe she'd have crept up on him and then would have been like ah! you know like he said and then he like goes to swing on her and she's just like and just fucking body snatches the blindfold Ooh. off him
1: Disclosure. like doesn't even hit him just like accidentally cause she's so deft but like what if she like snatches the blindfold right off his face mm. you know it's just like okay that's as good as a hit that's better than a hit
0: yeah just like jumps gracefully over him and just like plucks the blindfold off of his head and lands behind him or something man but yeah i love uh shin's entrance he comes in with some big dick energy he's like oh this is this is a cool little class oh, oh, oh he's, he's, talking about, he's like out. how about you if, if you hey he's like hey if you if you can hit me then i'll leave but hey you gotta run that info if you if you can't hit me, all right? And this dude's like, what? I'll pulls out you. the sli- pulls out the strap. He was really about to blow his brains out,
1: dude. That guy's pissed. Do you see the veins sticking out of his face on the bottom of sixteen? Yeah. This guy is stressed. He's like, I'm gonna enjoy killing you. Mm-hmm. And like, damn,
0: that's savage. Like, if he really kills him there, what do they chop that up to? Every student uh, just watched that shit happen. So it's like
1: you Get good. you say like oh, know. get good. Oh my get, god. Get good or get dead. Like who's the that, options you of the JCC. talking that
0: shit, boy. you, you ain't bag it
1: up. You now don't have that intuition.
0: But yeah, some some tight shit. He dodges the bullet, nasty and then actually like kicks the fuck out of this dude which was disgusting he
1: clocked that guy yo he clocked that dude. straight up and jump head kicked his ass bro man i love that but also like shin could detect that thought right away but he couldn't detect anything from satota sensei which is why i think that like the janitor would be like a nice unlock kind of character
0: yeah Oh my God! Yeah, and she just walks up like, "Ah, students these days." <laughs> and when she grabbed his arm, bro, I'm like, "Oh, oh yo, fucked. she's about up, yo!" I yeah, that it was at this moment he knew he fucked
1: up. Like, yo, he did not know until he hit that Susan. ground. Like. <laughs> Undetectable aggression. She's like, I'm going to show you your place, cocky pucker. Like, don't disrupt my class. Slam <laughs> like, the fuck out of him, bro. Like, dude, yo. I didn't expect Shin, because he's a good kid, right? Mm-hmm. But I never expected him to be such a delinquent in school. Yeah. He's, uh, he's on his... He's, yeah, he's... He's He's on this weird, trying to live
0: out his his manga school fantasy, delinquent manga school fantasy. Yeah, it's, yeah.
1: And it's like, bro, go to class. (laughs) Go to
0: class, you fucking weirdo. But he's on a mission, too, obviously, so.
1: I wonder if he's, like, goes on a mission, and then they, like, do find the thing. But because he's been a delinquent, they're going to be like, no, you're going to have to be here and, like, take remedial classes. He's like, no, (laughs) let me out. They're like, no, you got to do your classic work, sucker. So I wonder now what
0: like where's this go next chapter like do we see kind of a tit for tat conversation from from them or does she just like is she just like there ain't no fucking database get the fuck out of my class before I whoop your ass or I don't know do we to potentially learn that there's a, a way higher level people can block their mind from being read in this next yeah, chapter
1: with not being able to read her be, mind I think that's going to be broken down for sure mm-hmm. I don't know about the thing, but I think it's gonna be, like, it's gonna have the revelation that, like, good assassins can hide their thoughts. Like, truly solid assassins can, like, block their thoughts. And then, it starts becoming, like, and, like, I mean, segue into, like, people looking around. So I think it would go back to, like, Amine looking for the database, Mm -hmm. and then maybe going to, like, Sibo looking for the database, or... Probably next chapter. Probably a little more about Siba and like see what's up with that phone call. But that's really all I have predictions for that next chapter. To be honest. Yeah,
0: I'd like to see a little bit more of this uh, Satoda shit. Um, yeah. And I mean some me some Siba shit. Yeah, I would I would like to get some Mifuyu, um exposition. You know, I wanna I wanna. I'm I'm
1: worried for the boy, man. I mean, I can't, ah, man. She's gonna put him through the ringer. Like she's gonna keep his ass. There for a minute. You know? So he's he's he barked up the wrong tree, right? He got too enthusiastic, a little too cocky, and just like he's barked up the wrong tree and he's gonna have to go to the vet, dude. Like uh Are we talking about Shin? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I think I think Satoda's gonna run him ragged for a minute and be like, God damn it, I need to find this thing. She's gonna do his and, ass like
0: fucking the Hulk did Loki in, in the Avengers. <laughs>
1: wham 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 she's gonna from top of his ass no <laughs> nah, seriously i think and then it would be like shin going like hey i need help and akira's just like i'll help you what are you looking for and then he rings her into that while he's just absolutely like busted up
0: mm. i don't know man I don't akira know. i feel like Satoda's fucking she about to body akira too.
1: maybe but Maybe. Akira's a good kid, was quiet, so like she might like skate under that presence, dude, and then shouldn't be like, please, please help me. <laughs> yeah. Please, I, I can't feel my legs.
0: <laughs> Man, this dude really just went night night. Like on page 18, like this dude is out of there. That kick, he, he looks like he's just smiling, like sleeping ever so softly. Like he got, he's out of there, bro. <laughs> oh man. I love this chapter, man. I love Shin, bro. Shin's really coming into his own here in in this solo He's feeling himself. Ride, he's going to be feeling a whole lot more soon. <laughs> man, but I think that's uh I think that's about all I had for this chapter. I just can I can't wait to see where this shit goes with Satota. She's she's got me mm-hmm. very intrigued.
1: Mm-hmm. I love how cinematic this is. Um the only thing I have to like touch on like art-wise that I I really quite liked was you know, I really liked the big, on page 10, the big calligraphy of the word kill mm. painted on the wall. Mm-hmm. Like the super calligraphic, calligraphic, calligraphic? You know what I'm saying. <laughs> yep. Thing, And then, like, kind of the whole, like, we have to blend into our surroundings, cities, people, nature. And I liked that kind of, like... The vibe about it. the instructor made sense like they all track like Siba and the the instructor they were spitting straight facts
0: yeah oh yeah definitely but yeah um last thing on Satoda really and I, I guess it's just kind of a footnote um I like to see the spin on the kind of the trope of the very strong old sensei mentor teacher um you know character archetype I like to see the, the female spin on it inside of Sakamoto, days. Yeah. you know, I feel like we don't see that too much, you know, the older, um, very, very strong teacher or sensei, like we see a lot of, you know, manga with some examples of very strong women like Mario Leona or, um, Nobara, Maki, young. obviously, but they're all young, you know, yeah, the, most of the older, strong characters that we see inside of these stories are all males. And so it's, it's nice to see a different
1: spin. Uh, actually, I just noticed something. So, Satota-senpai, uh, sensei, uh, had this moment where, uh, they go, tee hee Yeah. I wanted... I made me... It made me... Uh, <clears throat> it reminded me mm-hmm. of the fact that the previous chapter, the courtesan that, like like nullified like Yotsumura's like attack also went tihi so like it might be just like a little nod like okay these are pe- these both these people are more than what they appear which in an oh. assassin's world is at just another edge damn bro i totally forgot that
0: she also said tihi coincidence i think not that's wild i'm going back to look at it bro uh i think it's like page 13 page 13 page 12.
1: she did say t he that's 12 that's 12. yep and Uh, i was just like... like and like they got super detailed on the both their faces so i feel like they're gonna like pop off a little bit. I don't know. We'll see. We'll yeah. see if we see more of the courtesan. I'm de- I'm in the same boat as you, dude. I'm excited to see what some of these teachers got to show. Cause like, so far it's been Sakamoto and Shin stunting on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to see like a proper instructor disciplinarian, like yeah. really show him ropes, take him to take him to take him to test. You know, like look,
0: you can't just be running around the school doing whatever you want. Get your bitch ass to class. I don't give a fuck what you're talking about. You- Database, bitch, you ain't even in my class.
1: Bing, bing, that's bing, important. bing, bing. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. That shit's important. You think we want to give you just all that information? Hell no. Hell no. That janitor has plenty to do. We don't need to be wasting his time.
0: I'm dead. <laughs> Janitor's busy, bitch. Uh, but yeah, I think that's about all I have You see Kirk. how big this <laughs> this Pilius is? He's busy cleaning shit. Like, <laughs> for real. I bet I hope he's not by himself, because goddamn... But, yeah, that's uh, that's about all I had for Sakamoto this week, I think. All right. Well, with that, I think we can go ahead and jump right into chapter 139 of Mission Yozakura Family. Gold Rank Spy Shooter. And I love, love, love the Shura focus this chapter, man. I was obviously, like, like I stated a few chapters ago, that upon first meeting them, Shura and Ryu... Caught my interest most and then you know as we've kind of moved down the line further the sleeping bag chick and the pantsuit chick and also the science guy have kind of caught my eye the more so but Mm -hmm. initially I loved and was very interested in Shura and I still like her a lot so the fact that we got to learn you know a lot more about her and and her backstory this chapter um, definitely definitely gave her character a lot more depth. And it made me like her even more, and, and it kind of explored her and Futaba's bond as well. So, this chapter slapped, man. I really liked this chapter a lot overall.
1: Man, I really like that we started off with like the strongest personalities that stood out, and mm-hmm. I like that they thoroughly explained Futaba's bond. Period. Yeah, and I was like, this is cool. Like sure, like the fact that like Shura is like ni- over ninety percent of their body is a weapon. Yeah, they have, they barely have skin, dude. Like
0: yeah, well, and and I remember speculating that too, because um, we we noticed right away that that her weaponry's aesthetic looked very very similar to like Shinzo's. And the kind of weaponry that he uses that's, like, the geometrical, like, blocky, like, Roblox fucking shit. And and I was, like, maybe she's, like, got that same kind of technology and weaponry, but it's integrated into her body more than it is with Shinzo. And and that's pretty much exactly what we got here. So, yeah, super fucking tight to see. While it is also very, like, gut-wrenching and sad to see her backstory and how it was, man. Like, fuck.
1: Straight up depressing, man like but i think it's interesting like the idea of like a killing machine that is dead inside being like revitalized by something that is like so natural like natural in the form of like key yeah you know what i mean and so it's like she couldn't be taken down by like normal mechanical means right like if you talk like the classic soldier idea right like weaponry didn't work against her it was mm. literally just the bare hand human touch that like undid her resolve and like cracked that sort of like hardened dead like unfeeling shell that she had put up around herself to protect her from the trauma of like massacring people and going through all these like cybernetic enhancements yeah yeah, man. Yeah, that is tight that the key
0: kinda like Futaba's key literally like reawakened her emotions. Mm-hmm. Man. And that's why she loves Futabas because she's like, I haven't felt
1: period. This, yeah. I'd never felt this much in my entire life. <laughs> that's a terrifying thing to think about. And like but it makes sense that she's just like, Oh yeah, whatever, I'll just kill him. And like it's like that mentality, because did you ever, did you play, like, the recent God of War game? I am, like, I own it, but I haven't
0: started it, because I'm a fucking bum.
1: Hey, okay, well, do you mind if I, like, say something It's part of it? It's, sure, it might yeah, be I mean, it's been years, exploring. I can't, I can't okay, justifiably cool. say don't spoil it but at this point. <laughs> I don't mind, mind. I, don't I, don't know, mind. I don't like want two to enjoy years the game, so. you know. But, like, part of, like, one of the enemies' things is Balder. He's based off the Norse god Balder. He's basically like Achilles, right? He yeah. like his his mother wanted to keep make him invincible, protect him from harm. <coughs> well, Melo's having a coughing
0: attack, so we'll just fill a little bit of air right here. It's no worries. Um, another thing I really liked about this chapter was the fact that we got this like this um son son. God damn, I can't remember the dark chair. We got this dark Sakurambo. chair that had the Sakurambo that had been like killed in the fucking lunchroom. That um, that Izumi, not Izumi, but Izumo and um, Kyoichiro were looking at, and they're like, "Damn, we didn't kill this one." Somebody fucked it up though, and it looks like they're not too happy with the Ozakura family. So, you know, we got dissidents even within like the spy organization here, just moving around on the daily. So, like this, this is somebody that saw this popping off, and like. Was capable of doing this shit and was just like, man, brah, fuck this shit. I know they're behind this somehow. Because they, they probably obviously saw the Momo video and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was I another see. very interesting to see. Can't wait to get more exposition on that. Um, you know, people working against the family from the shadows and shit. Like, enemy of my enemy is my friend to, I don't know. Yeah,
1: I think it's crazy that that Sakurambo got impaled by stools. Yeah, like crucified to the wall with desks, stools. It'd be like, I that just sounds so painful, right? Mm. But like immense strength going on that stuff. It's crazy to me. But the part that I like going back. Yeah. To what I. Touched on. Ah, dang. I don't
0: remember what I say. <laughs> um, we, we were talking about we were talking about the the key reawakening her emotions. And oh, Balder, yes, yes. Balder, so yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so Balder was invincible, right? Yeah. So he couldn't be hurt by the cold. He couldn't be hurt by heat. He couldn't. Think, he literally couldn't feel anything. And it literally drove him insane, Ooh. and so he just started doing whatever he wanted because he's like, Uh, I just I want feel. to feel," and he couldn't, and it was just escalating and driving that, and like he resented his mother for like putting this curse on his existence. Dang, and I was like, "Crazy man!" So like, I totally it, it, that kind of feeling, like lack of feeling, is o- its own hell of its own. Like being hurt. Is bad no one enjoys being hurt asterisk with exceptions but like not feeling anything complete sensory deprivation that just feels like a fresh hell you know what I mean yeah so yeah Nah, sure is a really cool character I I love their near automata like gothic cyber lolita kind of like fuck yeah vibes that they got yeah, I love I love Shura as well. <laughs> the, and I love the dynamic between her and Futaba a lot. Yeah. Oh man, but like page page 14 like the the doki doki heart eyes motherfucker through her like borg optical lens mm-hmm. is hilarious to yeah, me. Yeah, fuck yeah. It's just like Goofy because she's so like her whole aesthetic is like the Borg near automata, like um, warlock from X Men, that weird, like yellow, black, and yellow, like stretchy, like technological organism. I was just like, man, this is goofy as hell, but like makes sense, yeah, definitely makes sense. They sold it pretty well,
0: they sold (laughs) it pretty well. Um, and the art here on page 12 as well, like with um. Insurance, inside insurance, like face and aesthetic while she's just absolutely tilted. Man, that's like, oof.
1: That's some, some scarier. Dude, I would not want that running at me, Terminator style down the highway. Like, I'd be like, well, I'm fucked. (laughs) Like, yeah. Call it a day, guys. Snap my neck and stick a fork in me. I am done. Like, yeah, the malice there is just, oof.
0: Futaba just calmly, too, just dealing with it. Mm. Yeah, Slap yeah. so
1: hard. And yeah, it's because like she doesn't feel anything, so it's just like, well, you know, killing everybody, like, grants them like stimulation, right? It, like that was their form of like psychological enrichment. That's terrifying. Like you know how like cats and stuff like they'll just start destroying stuff if they're not being taken care of, if they're not entertained, or like having their, like, emotional, like, mental needs for stimulation met. Yeah. So, like, seeing that in a young Shura, it's just like, man, lots of little things that just kind of, like, lapped up together and, like, it just tracked to me. Mm-hmm. So, like, I love this chapter. I'm really excited to see who crucified uh, the Sakaranbo with fucking office furniture. Yeah. Like, that... I want to see. And I wonder if it's the sleeping bag person.
0: Yeah. Well, no, the sleeping bag person? She was in the garden with the with the coat lady in the greenhouse and oh, they're I see, like I see. in a completely different area. Like they enter this area and they're like, no one has checked here yet, right? And there's a shit ton of them dead. Um, like it's oh, not just right, the one. Right. They fucking, whoever did this slaughtered like all of these Sakurambo in the room here, and it's a lot
1: of them. Yeah, um, you're right, because I forgot about the previous chapter where they were just like together. So I'm like, hmm, I wonder if Do you think it might be the mysterious figure that we thought was G?
2: Mm.
0: I mean, like, it definitely it could, could be. One way or another, whether that person is, you know. Whether the person, the mysterious figure in the chair, is that person um, or not, I definitely think that the person behind this is the person that Kyoichiro was referring to. You know, however long ago, when he was telling, um, I believe Mutsumi and tai or whoever, that uh, you know, there's there's people or forces that are working against the Yozakura family from the yeah. shadows. You know, they're trying to take us down. They're trying to hurt us. This, that, and the third. So yeah, I, I think, you know, like you said, I'm just, I, I want to learn more about who did this. I want this exposition. Give it to me now. <laughs> Man. I don't know, overall, I, I, I didn't think I had too much more from,
1: for this chapter of Yozakura. This was honestly a very straightforward one. I mean, sure, is a little bit of a perv, but like, it's pretty tame. Like. Yeah, sure as, I a, love sure as a. Page 16. 16? What about it? Page 16. Can I be Putaba's your friend? fucking face. <laughs> just like, it. Excuse me? <laughs> just we were just scrapping, face. bro. It's like, like to I was, the death. I wanted to beat you down. You were a rampaging murder machine. And now you're like, can I be your friend? Ooh, ooh. And it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Right. What what in the nine hells? What the hell fight? changed? Like we yeah, we were literally
0: just scrapping to Can the we death be friends?
1: the Can malice we on you friends? your face
0: two pages ago, bro.
1: You're enjoying that fight though. It's crazy. Hell oh, yeah. Dude, she's straight up doc Doctor Octopus up in this shit when she's transitioning from like page seventeen and like sixteen uh, uh seventeen to eighteen. Yep. Just straight up Doc Ock, just destroying everything. And I'm like, God, you're so, you're so tough. You're so broken. I love Shura. Alexander, you? Still scarier to me.
0: (laughs) Futaba probably has, like, a a fair bit of, you know, perception in terms of, like, the emotional breakthrough with Shura as well, which is why she, you know, plays along for it, um, because she knows probably... You know, that before, she obviously could tell, like, she was just a rampaging killing machine, and then all of a sudden something changed, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, you know what? You're not trying to kill everything, so, like. it's We're chilling. It's a bonus. It's a bonus. Mm-hmm. Man. But, like, Shura's face on page five is just a me- She's a menace. <laughs> yeah.
0: She's a, she is a fucking. She's, she's a man. She's in love with
1: fucking Futaba, man. Absolutely, head over heels. Big snuggly had, hug. If she had any natural heels left, she'd be over them. You know, head over. For um, right. No, nah, well, she's got the goofy. one foot, like, right? She
0: has got the one foot. True, true.
1: Uh, I think it was shown in page
0: eight. Yeah, and on page yeah, page eight. Yep, she got the one real leg.
1: All right, all right, head over heel, adept. <laughs> um, but I do like Futaba, like, the kind of like, if there's no benefit in me winning, I'm not playing. A firm but fair Futaba, you know? Right. Uh, I'm
0: not playing. And then she's just like, oh, so you're about to lose? I just goading her into it, and she's like, all right. Futaba starts going hard. Hell yeah. But oh, yeah. I love this chapter, Yozakura family. Pretty strong chapter, but again, pretty straightforward. 49 minutes until the bombs detonate. Um, less and less time, obviously, you know, we're, things are getting a little bit more butt clenchy. So we're going to see how things play out. Um, see whether they'll have to evacuate it at five minutes or not. Next chapter, we may learn more about like kind of what the actual plan is because, you know, um, we kind of broke away from the realization that they had at the end of last chapter that it doesn't really seem like what he said is happening is actually what's happening
1: you know so yeah i feel like he's tricking them and like it would be on par for momo even in his like acts of contrition and like so-called remorse and saying i'm sorry family he's still lying to them he knows that they don't trust him and they are like he's still, like, manipulating them, even through his apologies, and I'm like, Momo, you f***ing scumbag. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that about does it
0: for this chapter. Alright, well, with that, I think we can go ahead and jump into the second-to-last chapter of the night, My Hero Academia chapter 360, Despite It All. And man, I think, dude, like, the each bro that shigaraki is is like the words that he's fucking hucking at bakugo at the beginning of this chapter bro like Mm -hmm. basically just telling him that no matter first of all he says that like having his quirk erased in this in this situation is actually a blessing in disguise because he would have normally just decayed everybody but now Midoriya is gonna come here and see your corpse and I'm going to really get that anger out of him and, and get him on tilt. And, like, he's really going to see your mangled, like, beat-up fucking body that I've fucking beaten to a pulp and fucking... Uh. And then he goes into Man. telling him, like, no matter what you do, like, as much as you... No matter No matter how much you admire your heroes, no matter how much drive you have, no matter what you do, no matter how much tenacity... He's like, you're always just going to be a minnow in one for all's wake. Basically just telling him that he's destined to be the endeavor of his generation. And uh, yeah, and it's I just felt like, that. man, that was such a fucking savage moment from Shigaraki. And I mean, guess I guess just to jump around a little bit, it was really nice to see that that didn't you know, break Bakugo's will and that even through that, as best genius says, no matter what, despite everything, he's still like persevering, he's still maintaining that drive and that tenacity, that mental like stealing of his resolve and like even growing through this situation, which you know, I might I guess we might as well talk about it, you know, now that I've kind of jumped us to it. Yeah. The fact that he's about to evolve his quirk again.
1: Yeah, no. Because the um, sweat
0: coming off of his face is now exploding, sparking, and it's, it's sparking. and it's been stated that the limitations of his quirk are that he can only explode the sweat that comes from his arms and his, or maybe even just his his hands, his palms, or something
1: like that. Yes, it was from the po- the sweat from the palms of his hands. Yeah, or that all his sweat is <coughs> nitroglycerin and so there is that. Um, Bakugo's quirks and like his personality are so tied to his quirk, it's really interesting Mm -hmm. that because like nitroglycerin, right, like I I was raised by old people and so like they took nitroglycerin for their heart, it's a blood thinner so uh nitroglycerin is a blood thinner and so I remember someone saying a theory about why Bakugo and his mom are so f***ing hyped and aggro all the time is because if they didn't, the nitroglycerin that their body produces would basically cause them to pass out. Hmm. Interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. So they gotta always operate on that, like, high frequency, that
1: high energy. Yeah, that high octane right there, you know? Um, The thing that I thought was really interesting here is that, like, um, with Bakugo. all for one is talking about him being like a minnow in the ha- in the all in the quirks uh, path right like a minnow in one for all's wake mm-hmm. that the quirk itself is what causes the splash not the people that use it to create a splash right he he views people in terms of quirks he does not see the individual. Uh, if he does see an individual, he only sees it as a weakness to exploit, right? He believes that the quirk is the most valuable thing, and that human emotion, uh, vengeance, compassion, all these things, the human aspect of the person that wields the quirk is a liability that can be exploited. Yeah. And it, it kind of like throws back to the original concepts of like Bakugo and Deku's relationship, right? Where initially Bakugo thought the same thing that quirks were what made people value, that people without quirks should do last chance dive off the roof and try to hope for a better reincarnation. And then at the end of the series, Bakugo isn't doing so, like, it's not specifically that his quirk is evolving, it is, but, um,. The fact that he's holding on and doing the same thing that he used to mock Deku for. The real strength of what his resolve has like culminated and shown him is that he is crying, he is drooling, he is sweating, but he's so focused on absorbing and articulating and planning and like reading the opponent the thing that made Deku Deku was his powers of analysis. Mm -hmm. And now Bakugo is embracing the thing that he made fun of Deku forever, right? He's like, oh, why are you studying all these people? Why are you analyzing all these people? And the thing is, that was the most important thing in this fight for it, to truly analyze and read all for Shigaraki, you know? Um, Yeah,
0: This is literally like a direct almost like mirroring or juxtaposition of that like you just said like now that i'm thinking about it like this is literally shigaraki is bakugo bakugo is deku at the beginning yep, of the series yep. and he's like looking down on him telling him he's not shit he'll never be shit and he's like bakugo is literally like on his hands and knees like
1: that's some, yeah that's fucking mm, that's lapsing. and it's heavy it it's heavy it hurts like, Best Genist is basically Bakugo's version of All Might, right? He's like, hey, man, give up, right? He's like, dude, it's okay to give up. This guy is way too strong. And, like, All Might, when he first met Deku, he's like, hey, man, give up. It's It's too hard. It's too difficult. And then reinforcing the idea that a hero overcomes adversity. That even... I think... That the presence of heroism is the idea that like it's not about overcoming adversity, it's that you face adversity regardless if you think you can win. Yeah. That you have to at least try. Yeah. And I think that's the nice core aspect of like the My Hero kind of universe in this moment. In the face of overwhelming odds, you can still try. That even the smallest action, such as like reading out your opponent and like seeing them truly, is like able to make a difference yeah, and like it made me think about how Deku fought Bakugo in like the first training thing and he would say he would do the same thing faint for the right he's gonna swing heavy here and it's literally just full circle and Bakugo is going to be the endeavor of the of the series he is his generation's endeavor one that is not going to result to a quirk marriage and like inflict all that suffering just to catch up with someone that he once viewed as inferior or above or below him you know he doesn't he's trying not to view that thing he's like i'm it's not about inferiority it's not about superiority it's about what is capable in the moment Um, and I think that would be like a great redemption. It's a general generational redemption, right? Like a breaking of generational curses kind of moment for that. And uh, Siva Akil in our special grade Discord uh, channel was talking about he believes that like that Bakugo, with this uh, quirk evolution, with the sparking of sweat all along his body, mm-hmm. is going to have access to prominence burn-style <clears throat> abilities, and that by ha- being completely covered in sweat, he might be able to swing his arm and just cause explosions. Yeah. Well, like, I was saying it would be cool to
0: see him like um, developed a range-style technique where he could like have delayed explosions and like whip beads of sweat off of his body. And they would be delayed explosions and then go out like 20 feet and like explode in people's
1: faces and shit. I wonder if it would be a thing where he's like doing explosions but then also swings like the droplets of sweat splash sets an explosion and because it is nitroglycerin it literally catches along the arm like he starts doing like it'd be like oh god it sounds bizarre in my head but like best genist. Whipping around Bakugo, just drenched in sweat because of the fight that he's had to endure, and just kind of sprinkling Shigaraki with like a little bit of sweat, just like you know uh, a little sweat bay, just like bah, 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 yeah. like just you know spritzing him, and then hitting him with like a almost like a kamikaze, you know Endeavor style prominence burn to kind of like mirror Endeavor's fight against All For One's old body. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm expecting out of Bakugo I just think it's very powerful. This is like the the whole analysis thing was really what saved me. I mean not saved me, but like really won me the spot for like this is my most hyped chapter of the week. Yeah. Um whew. There and like I feel like All for One's pretty much in control, right? He's doing elements right where he's talking down he's using like the verbiage there's only one time It's like shigaraki you always see the left side of his face yep you see the left side of his face where all that stuff's going on and the only time they show him responding with the right side of his face showing here is when he talks to Lamillion on pages 10 and 11 he yeah. says something that isn't, like, you know, really verbose. He literally says, I remember your stupid face from Jaku." And then when he asks him why he's destroyed, he uses, like, All for One's verbiage, saying because the current framework is destroyed, has failed. And you can see that, like, his face is, like, the, the correct, like, the All for One side. And the burnt side is, like, Shigaraki's face. The the ruined part of his face is, like, the kind of connotating Shigaraki's, like responses yeah because he says you've never had any friends and then that actually rattles him more than death threats more than like grandiose like you know retorts it's like you think that the system's failed because you've never connected with anyone of course you would think it would fail you've you've led the loneliest existence in the world no wonder you want to destroy everything. Yeah. You don't. You've never been exposed to the joys of something that would be worth taking care of. You were literally born into an unfortunate
0: circumstance, like where your quirk manifested in a way where you killed your entire family with it, and now you were tossed out into like a lonely ass, you know, a, a despair filled existence where you were then taken in and manipulated and cultivated to be this ultimate fucking. Uh, a body transfer fucking dummy mm. and you've never seen the good side of life bro like you've literally only ever seen darkness like you yeah or i was hey, you you you've been in the dark i was raised in it head ass like what
1: yeah yeah i get it and i genuinely like, like looping I back can... to several chapters ago Um, And I know we've talked about this on the the podcast before, but I I genuinely believe that All for One set up the entire situation of Shigaraki's home life and, like, the manifestation of his quirk. Like, gave him that quirk. I think that Shigaraki was initially a quirkless child, so that he was a, a good vessel, like Deku, for something so massive as all for one or one for all. Hmm. Um. But yeah, no, I I just think about like kind of the duality and thing going on. Cause like on page eight, my body continues to adapt. Screw away like insects. Nothing can break me down. It's all for one. Like OG all for one. Just living out his big bag demon lord fantasies. Yeah. And the way he speaks, as opposed to like the other ones yeah that was
0: that was crazy but uh yeah on that note you know when when neger came in with the pike that was fucking sick but savage how he's just like puts baka going away like go ahead stab your mans and then uh yeah tamaki comes in with the vast hybrid the octopus mirage scorpius toxin um and he's just like, oh, Venom? And his shoulder, like, literally, like, bleep, barfs the Venom out. Which...
1: Oh, I didn't see that. That's a great catch. That's yeah. awesome.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. I just, I don't know. This this body metamorphosis shit
1: is, is wild. Man. Disgusting. Um, Dude, I love the art that comes in. Like... As a person who has artist friends, drawing hands is a such a pain. Like, Horikoshi is just straight flexing on everybody. Like, how many fingers and hands he's built yeah. into this. Like, every, almost every scene going with the Shigaraki fights, like, they're so detailed. Toes and shit too, man. Like, some of these look like toes. Yes, yeah, toes eyes the fact that like when they started like as soon as he like vomited out that poison that you pointed out and like the follow-up of like all of his extensions suddenly growing massive mouths to bite horrifying and the fact that like tamaki something that eats a lot of creatures almost gets swallowed up the irony is palpable right like there's sheer terror in the thing like the fact like I think it'd be terrifying to have, like, a quirk that's like, yeah, I eat things. And then being eaten would be a horrifying fate. Because you intimately know what the process of digestion... Because you have to know your quirk. You have to hone it, too. So, like, that terror would be, like, so real. Mm -hmm. And Tamaki's not, like... I wouldn't say he's, like, a cowardly person, but he's not, like, a particularly brave person. He's always been kind of a shy individual so like i could see like terror being very real for him yeah oh
0: man and then mirio just kind of swoops in yoinks bakugo from fucking shigaraki which is crazy just like literally plucks him out of his hand here on page nine Mm -hmm. and just yoinks him like here you go best genus um and then that heads into kind of the you know like what you said the, I remember your stupid face from Jaku um and then yeah Mirio you know does this combo move with with Ray, where she kind of augments his arm with the um with the cyclone Her spirals shit, yeah. the spiral shit and uh the energy waves and yeah just fucking sock Shigaraki in his shit which I love uh, somebody was combos. saying in the Twitch chat for my live reaction that you called last on the last review or something like that. You said that. Yeah,
1: I I really wanted to see some like physical like teamwork combos being used by the big three. Um Like I'm kind of wondering what's gonna happen with like Tamaki because like it'd be really interesting if, if he's backed into a corner he eats like one of the fingers. Like a la Yuji Itadori, and, like, temporarily has access to, like, this weird mutation ability that Shigaraki's new form has. Because Tamaki's like, I can replicate the things that I digest. And, like, he did it with the Yakuza, right? The guy, the gemstone guy. So he can build inorganic objects. So, like, if he can build inorganic objects, he could definitely, you know, get powers from non-food-based organisms yeah and i mean technically that inorganic object came off a human so like he's already eaten people a little bit hopefully he doesn't get that like weird cannibalism disease that affects the brain like one of the reasons why like people shouldn't resort to cannibalism period like yeah like murder usually but like it can cause like a like a degenerative like disease in the brain, like like the the chemicals in the human body, like kind of wow. like interact that way. It's like our our bodies are not meant to consume each other in that way. Dang.
2: Yeah, Interesting. crazy. Huh?
1: I don't remember what the name of the thing is. Um, I know I remember hearing about it when they were talking about like expeditions forces getting lost in like the arctic wilderness and then like coming back and it's like one dude survived by eating the rest of them and he's just kind of crazy not like yeah crazy from like the trauma and like the whole ordeal but also like like in here because of his diet yeah So that's crazy to me um did mirio get an upgrade um, in what sense? And, like, quirk-wise, did he get a sort... Or did he did he fine-tune his ability to the point that... Because he's, like, I'm... He's basically, you know... Najiri's, like, wave delivery system, right? So is he allowing the wave to travel with him? Like, he's able to touch it and, like, also make it intangible until the point of impact. Because is that is that the way he managed to like grab Bakugo and have him slip literally intangibly outside of his like ability? Did he expand it to things outside his physical person, right? Because he's because like the costume changes, but it, it was also made out of fibers like based off his hair, yeah. right? that outfit was made based off his hair so that it could turn intangible. So The fact that, like, he lost his quirk and and regained it. Yeah, so, like, but, like, he's delivering the waves, which is definitely not a physical object, which is also, like, not, you know, part of his body, but he's delivering it, he's passing through a lot of stuff, and it's remaining intact until the point of contact where he strikes him in the chest. So, and I wondered, like, did he like, use that on Bakugo? Did he use it on the... Like waves and stuff. Like, I just wonder. It makes like I wonder how his quirk continues to function. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um...
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's tough to say whether he just catches it on his arm and, and like she can. Maybe it's a control thing on Neji's side where she doesn't. She doesn't want it to hurt Mirio, so she... I don't know. It's tough to say exactly what the functionality there is.
1: It's a cool combo. They're really shoring up for their own weaknesses. Like, Tamaki is a nice, like, stealth spry striker. Like, Mirio is as well. And, like, it makes me think about how Najiri's uh, waves abilities can also be delivered by Tamaki. Like... I think it'd be interesting if they did a similar thing, and then Tamaki, having eaten a lizard, like detaches one of his limbs, like a lizard's tail, to escape. Mm-hmm. And it just like he just fl- like like just like pulls off like it, they grab part of his arm, and he just fucking like pulls off his arm to escape, and then like. Has Najiri's like wave wrap around it, like Mirio's arm, and he uses like a club and just like smacks him in the face or something like that. Like, I would love to see something like that because there's so many interesting quirks in the animal kingdom and how like evolutionary little gimmicks to like survive and stuff. So, like, I really hope Sun Eater survives this combat for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Tamaki. Yeah, I hope he survives.
0: I don't know. I don't. I, I don't particularly really want any of them to die, but it seems like Sick. you know they definitely
1: could. I don't know. I mean, they're going against the end boss. It's and like this war has had a lot of casualties. So if if not like death, they're definitely going to be scarred, like Jiro, like Eraserhead. Like I don't think they're going to come out of this like scrap unscathed. To be yeah. honest, I mean, look at Bakugo, I like at like his
0: right arm is gone. It's out of there, and his right side of his face is fucked up too, man. It looks like he might. Have I been, mean, he's his still eye, not his right arm. eye, like he might be blind in one eye.
1: We don't see his pupil yeah, at all in his left eye. I don't at any I point. I don't see his pupil. And he got hit in the face with the Shigaraki's heel, right? He did a thing where he kicked him up, and then immediately like grabbed him by the throat and like did an axe kick down mm-hmm. into his face, and then like well he axe meaning, like... kicked
0: his wrist and broke his other gauntlet. Mm-hmm. I think is how I saw it happen, because you see him grabbing him by the hair, flicks him up, grabs his throat, and then like axe kicks down, and that's when his other gauntlet breaks, because you can see. In that middle panel up top, you still got the grenade gauntlet on the left hand, and then the, the kick comes down yeah. and it shatters the gauntlet.
1: His right hand's fucked. His right arm is just pulped at this moment. Like, there's a lot of broken bones in that boy. Yeah. Um, he He's even more like Deku than ever before. Like Ooh. His arms are ruined. He's reduced to focusing on analysis. He's being overwhelmed by a person that believes that quirks make the man kind of thing. And I'm like, wow, he's really having a major Deku moment. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, getting a real view from the other side of the coin, man. Mm-hmm. I love that. And this is a growth point, major growth point. Um, at first, there was a thing where like he's saying, you're a hanger on a minnow in all for one's wig. Which is why when I, like, Najir wave, and it was called Pike, I thought it was like, the fish pike until I was like oh that's silly it's literally like a lance because it is a it is a pike spiral Um, but at the same time it could turn so like I don't know I really dig Tamaki's little like crouch and design when he's like going for the vast hybrid oh yeah yeah I love it I love it I think he went full chameleon that's like also thinking about like man they really went all out for his budget, his dietary budget. Like, I wouldn't want to eat a chameleon. They seem, like, stringy, gamey. Like, I'd get more meat off a goddamn squirrel, you know? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Legs are like, a tick-tick. Back legs, though. That's cool, though. Uh, though, eating bugs is all the rage? That's fair. I went to, like, a night market, like, food stalls in Hangzhou once. And I had like a uh, fried scorpion on a stick, dang, just greasy as shit. It's like a potato chip of legs. Really, like kettle chips? It tastes like a chip. T- it tastes like a kettle chip. Like you don't really taste like it's a bug. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah, fried so, like, scorpion. See that. So it was like breaded? No, it was like a, It was like fried in oil just and then a on a meat. stick. Just on it like like a teriyaki stick on a kebab kind of thing. Just deep yeah. fat pride and I was just like you know what this is okay it's not great it's kind of a vibe but like it's okay yeah that's hilarious and I know like crickets like I've had like someone buy me like a box of crickets for like a gag gift and they're like here you go bud and I'm like I'm I'll eat these they're crunchy they're very crunchy it's kind of gritty but like they're alright hmm <laughs> Man, do you, do you, you played, oh man, you played so much Elden Ring. Do you not get, like, Godric the Grafted vibes off of Shigaraki right now in this fight? Um, you know, I actually, I don't know
0: that I got that far into Elden Ring to get, to get to Godric.
1: That's fair. Because, like, they also had, like, a lot of, like, massive hands and fingers and stuff. Overall, I definitely am
0: getting big, like, Elden Ring vibes now that you say that, like, He's mm-hmm. looking like fucking, uh, one that I did face was Margit.
1: Yeah! I just, I just feel like, I, like a lot of Elden Ring vibes in this, like, made, like the recent fights. And I know we had that with, um, like, uh, Mikila. Um, wait, no. The, the one lady. Morellis? The, like, Scarlet Rot lady? Because we had that reference in Rip during Undead Unluck with like the, the like prosthetic arm blade kind of thing going there. So I think it's interesting that multiple mangaka were like, yeah, this is a major game that dominated the scene for like several months. Like, yeah, I'm gonna put a reference there in there. Like, that's a really cool thing. And I like how artists kind of absorb things in their like media environment. Like their immediate to media environment and like mm-hmm. kind of put the stuff that they find cool into the stories, and I'm like, this is good. I like this. I like this a lot. It's grotesque. It's fantastic. Body horror? Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool chapter. Very happy yeah. with
0: it. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to see, you know, what happens next chapter. I wanna know where fucking Deku's at, what was up with those dots that were pulling up on him. What the hell's going on? But
1: uh I hope it's the star and stripes. I thought that might have been it
0: as well, yeah.
1: I, I'm in your camp, man. I'm in your camp. I believe you're onto something. I think that those guys are going to be like, we're the hero taxi to service. Let's go. Like, oh, yeah. need an escort? Yeah. And they're like, Pulling god, I'm tired of would my... this.
0: That mm. would be what they really would need. Pulling up with some more, you know, world number one heroes from other countries that were like, all right, fuck it. Now this is
1: real. We got to deal with this dude. Ooh. So... We know that like Deku has a quirk similar to like um the Phantom Troops Cyclonic Ripper, you know, where he has like coil and rethink. What if he holds onto like the edge of the um plane as it flies and they do a spin and he stores the kinetic energy? into that as they do like a big spin and just drops off it while he's completely upside down and then uses that stored force to like do like a devastating like you know knight in states of smash kind of punch and have like that I am here moment
2: I'm waiting
1: Yeah, I'm waiting
0: (sighs) yeah I can't wait for Deku to pull up and hit that watashi ga kita (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. but that's honestly all i have for this yeah that's about all i have for this chapter of my hero as well all right well with that i think we can go ahead and get right into the final chapter of the night chapter 1054 of one piece (laughs) flame emperor and uh man crazy to get the the alcazaya like they're like oh shit we got the admiral pulling up, bro. We gotta go confront this man, this man's, and I don't know. <laughs> My first thought when I seen him was like, all right, like chill out, like bro. We gotta get somebody a little more serious in here to deal with with Green Bull, because like the Akazaya, I don't know if they got it. <laughs> but then we I mean, these are yeah. We did get Yamato kind of pull up and say like, all right, I'm here too, but. Um, what were you going to say?
1: Man, I really enjoy this, like, the color spread with, like, the four new emperors, the sea, oh, was yeah, really chill.
0: Oh, yeah, we the color spread,
1: yeah. Dude, yeah, I love it. And I like that the, there's, um, the four emperors and, like, the numbers overlaid with, like, the English four. Yep. Um, and, man, I like that, like shanks is like smiling in this one for once so like i want to see how that kind of like transitions because i wonder if he's going to like get to that point you know what i mean yeah like if he's going to be grinning with the rest of them or like where that is because he started out like we saw shanks in like the last couple chapters and like he was like very grim and we were wondering like oh all three of them are smiling except for shanks is this a death flag but now he's like at that slight smile, and I want to see it over the next couple chapter, next so many chapters, if his smile gets bigger and bigger as he approaches One Piece, cause that's crazy. He's making his move. He's like, ah, oh, everyone's distracted with everything going on in Wano and Luffy and stuff. I, I'm gonna make my move. This this seems like prime time to like slip by unnoticed and like do my dirt, you know. Yeah, definitely. That was crazy to see,
0: and it's, it's yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it's hard to articulate my thoughts on the whole thing because the way the panel is presented, this panel of him saying, like, I think it's time to make our move. Let's claim the one piece. It looks very, very ominous, obviously, and it,
2: mm-hmm. it almost
0: makes you think, like, there's been a lot of theories over the years and speculation that Shanks has been, you know, Uh, A low key antagonist in the background this whole time, and that he's gonna pop his head up like ah, ah," one day. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking this this panel's got me thinking like, damn, bro, what if Shanks has really been just low key on some dirty dog shit this whole time? But he could obviously, you know, like some people were saying to me, he doesn't necessarily have to be a villain. He could just be like making his move, like you said, while everybody's distracted with what's going on in Wano. What's going on with this uh, this news? As far as the revolutionaries go, he's like, now's our time. You know, it's interesting right now. Luffy's out here doing his thing. He told me he was gonna be better than us. Let's do our thing. And it's yeah. a nice little like. <sighs> What was, I mean, it's okay, so, like, as far as the revolutionary goes, I don't know, I mean, I, I kind of want to go back to the, to the beginning yeah, of the let's, chapter. let's a little skip more. back to the beginning. Uh, as far as the Green Bull shit goes, we dude, get the actual. Green Bull seems like a fuckhead. A fuckhead? Yeah, he seems like an asshole. He's like, oh, you have no human rights here, like, I'm just going to slaughter as many of you as possible.
1: He's got um, that authoritarian justice.
0: Yeah, that authoritarian he's like a justice. Goddamn Ash. Him and he is and I he is an Akainu fan. We know this. So he's got like authoritarian, like absolute justice, yeah, but as
1: this far as his devil fruit goes,
0: you know, we get the seeming we see we get the seeming uh reveal of the actual devil fruit here from him, like from the horse's mouth, groves of wrath, like we I'm a woodsman with the power of the woods woods fruit um a nature logia which obviously a lot of people had speculated i personally thought this was like the least likely possibility because it just feels so fucking weird like how can like logias are supposed to be like intangible elements like that's not a tree like nature like plant plant life is all tangible like
1: but at the know. same time
0: and when like, you destroy it like that's it's 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 life you know i don't
1: know it's weird. yeah yeah but like have you seen like parts of like detroit that get reclaimed by nature and stuff like the abandoned buildings in detroit like yeah. those things just like grew out of the cracks in the concrete and just like grew over abandoned buildings and oh, like yeah. took it over so like i feel like there's an element of that nature is an element in of itself because like if we go for like like um like Chinese Taoism, right? There's like water, earth, metal, fire, uh, wood, right? Those are part of the five major elements, etc, etc. Um, and then also at the same time, um, we as a culture and society, like, we live in 2022, right? Like, like deforestation, like people, it's like, um, how do I phrase this? like hanami in jujutsu kaisen right a curse is strong based on the fear of it right whereas like some people are still afraid of getting lost in the woods you said it yourself like i don't feel like it's a part of um like an element or anything like a like an intangible thing because we have a different relationship to nature and the woods like we are modern people and so that tend to view the woods as like like in a capitalist lens, a resource, lumber, yeah. uh, building blocks, something to be destroyed and utilized. So, like, that's probably why we don't, like, we wouldn't see the wood as an element. Whereas I feel like in Asia, there's a little more, like, a mythological aspects that are tied to the woods, period, and also the idea that, like, being one with nature, right? like a lot of like Chinese and Japanese like architecture is focused on like coexisting with nature. So I could see them having a very specific and different view of wood, especially Japan, right? Because they weren't a place that was like big on metal. So a lot of their or concrete. So like a lot of their early buildings and a lot of architecture, there was so much stuff built out of wood. Everything yeah. was built out of wood. Their armor was made out of wood and wicker. So like having a plant be like plant matter and stuff being so heavily utilized in pretty much everything that they use it makes sense to me you know what i mean yeah
0: i mean i don't know it's just it's it just feels so weird like how i don't know like how can a plant how can a woods tree be a lochia it's just so strange <laughs> It's so strange that he gets different. a part of his body blown out it's just i mean it's i guess it would function like the ice fruit,
1: like like, a, like a, Aokiji's, but... Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it'd be kind of interesting for that, because, like, um... I think about how... Nox talked about Flame of Recca a couple episodes of the and there was a bad guy in Flame of Recca. He had the wood element talisman. He could create things. And he did things where he created roots and, like, stabbed people with it. And could, like, turn his skin hard as bark and solid as an oak. And he'd be hard to kill. And he was literally like a weed. Like, they tried to kill his ass so many times, and he just came coming back, like, regenerating and, like, becoming more and more plant man than human. Yeah. And, uh, he was a bloodthirsty son of a bitch. So, like, I think it's interesting that, like, in One Piece the theme of plant man still being a bloodthirsty son of a bitch is like tracking so for me it was like a really easy thing to accept um the part that i really didn't like about uh green Bull is how he views that he genuinely believes that the celestial dragons are gods yeah. right he believes that he bought into the whole idea of hierarchy and inferiority and superiority. And, like, he's like, oh, you're not recognized by my government? That's going to be your problem. He's fully willing to wipe out the entirety of Wano to get at Luffy. Yeah. And I'm like, it's the idea of, like, the people that execute justice, quote-unquote, can be just as big of monsters as the people that they declaim, you know? Like, even Kaido. Like, Kaido was doing war crimes against Wano, but, like, what Green Bull's talking about is just as bad, if not worse, because it is a definitive ending of all life. Yeah. Like, Kaido made their lives miserable, but Green Bull was, like, casually, like, I don't even know these people, and I don't care to know them. I'm okay with just mulching them and turning them into fertilizer. Yeah, he's just about to solo Buster call
0: this bitch, like, nobody's business.
1: (sighs) Yeah, right? Uh, There's this one little, like, he's literally not viewing them as human. He's like, you have no human rights. Don't blame me for it. It's how the world works. And Mm -hmm. I was like, wow. Discrimination creates solace for who? Like. (sighs) For For the ones that aren't discriminated against. Yeah, it's like, bro, you are basically the picture of colonialism, like, and then Yama, Yeah,
0: I love the way Yamato comes in, too, he's talking that good shit, he's like, I'm gonna kill thousands of you, anything to ensure I reach, you know, straw hat, Luffy, he comes in, you won't be doing a word of that, BAH, smacks him on his dome with the, with the haosh, house. the king's the hockey. Word. he said. Damn, that's some tough hockey, fuck. Oh my god. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a dope entrance. For sure.
1: But I love that. The, and then I like their line too. Like his line is like The people have withstood twenty years of oppression. I won't let you ruin their chance to finally celebrate and allow their hearts to feel free again. Yeah, that was a I dope was like, ass line. That's that's some hero shit, you know? Yeah, and then Momo, Momo comes
0: in and is also trying to stall off Green Bull um, and tells Yamato that they sh- they shouldn't fight. So I'm like, I'm wondering why that is. Because they would definitely be the best one to deal with this, this adversary, being that they're the most capable, obviously. But... Why is it that Momo doesn't want him to fight? I wonder. Like it's been, That made me really curious when I read that bit of the chapter. Is it because he has a feeling and he can hear the voice of somebody else right outside Wano, Shanks? And it's curious Ooh. that Shanks is literally saying that he's going to claim the One Piece and he's right outside Wano.
1: Oh, I see, I see. Man. Man. That would be interesting, because like Momo respects Luffy so much. So like if someone approached him saying, like, hey, I'm a representative of like a friend of Luffy, he'd probably accept them, you know, and allow them into Wano. But so far he's closed the borders. Is his hesitation to fight Green Bull the fact that um he is an admiral, right? And he's like, we can't we can't really fight this admiral or the world order is going to paint us as the villains. Like, we can't have a fight that he survives, right? Because if he survives, he's going to tell the tale. And then once they tell the tale, they're going to bring in so much more and ju- make up a reason to r- have retribution yeah. against Wano. Because, like, he might be just thinking in the forms of, like, a leader. And he's like, okay, what's the backlash here? What's this going on? Or it might be something else. Because at the same time, like, it is a lawless place. But, like, the world government doesn't help people. But it will definitely fuck people over because of, like, things that they view as, like, detrimental. Like, oh, you struck us? Even though it was in self-defense? Yeah, no, you, you picked a fight with the world government. Because they do that stuff all the time. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking about how we haven't seen uh, Fujitora in a while. Yeah, we haven't. I mean, he, we the last
0: thing we got from him was that he was going to go uh, meet up with Vegapunk or something. No, that was before the Reverie, wasn't it? <sighs> no, no, and no. I no. don't recall. Like, I think he might be with Vegapunk right now.
1: Yeah, but I just think it's interesting because I remember Fujitora, like, having that moment uh, like apologizing to, like, the king of Dressrosa, saying like, is the world government gods that kind of thing, and, like, apologizing to them? Like, I feel like Green Bowl is, like, literally, like, the philosophical opposite of yeah. Fujitora. So I want to see him come in and maybe check him or something like that,
0: but... That'd be interesting if another admiral pulled up and, and was like, put a kibosh on this shit.
1: Yeah, he's like, hey man, just because this does not pl- technically our jurisdiction doesn't mean you can just go buck wild. Like... Because, like, Fujitora has, like, genuine empathy, and he's like, man... Like, we shouldn't have the Seven Warlords. We shouldn't have all this stuff. We shouldn't be propping up. The fact that, like, Mr. Crocodile, it's like the whole thing with Alabasta got covered up by the like, world government so that they could, like, maintain control. He's like, this ain't worth it. Like, crushing a country just because they happen to be having a, one person there? Nah. Like, that ain't it. That ain't what real justice is. So I could see him interfering. Um i have just got those two on my mind because, um. So like, the main admirals, right? Like, Akainu is like Akainu. He's the like fleet all admiral. The, yeah, all of course, the major it's, fleet it's, admirals. It's, they it's, tend to re- like. Sorry.
0: Oh, you were saying? Uh, are you talking about uh, the fleet admiral or the main admirals? Are, I mean,
1: I was thought you were uh, referring general, to Kizaru,
0: Fujitora, and Greenville.
1: Yeah, yeah, all of them. So like the admirals, their nicknames represent like cardinal directions right like animals that are part of like the compass zodiac that are supposed to be kind of those things yeah Uh, the combination of like the ox and bull creates um like the ox and tiger which is part of their whole green bull Fujitora kind of thing Uh, they represent uh, northeast and in the story of Momotaro When the the little kid, like who's like gonna go out, like makes a bunch of friends with a bunch of animals and like slays demons, ox tiger is like, 'cause like oni are supposed to have like ox horns and they wear like the little tiger, like little kind of like uh, uh, you know, the little Tarzan, little like Neanderthal undies kind of bit, Um, the northeast is the cardinal direction that the island where the oni lived where momotaro had to go and defeat the evil to yeah. survive but then the other animals they represent like the pheasant the dog uh other animals that and like the monkey which is like monkey d luffy those animals helped him momotaro fight evil so i wonder if this is going to be a thing where like they have to fight Greenbull, which would represent one of the Oni, and then have like a kind of like a political regrouping and like kind of like meet terms, right? They've held out like they've held out the border of Wano, and then once they deal with Greenbowl, they might have like a bargaining chips like, hey, we were planning on opening up to the world, but this admiral went rogue and attacked our country. So what are the reparations that we can demand from the world government so that we can be seen as equals and feel good about opening up business, right? Because Japan has, like, like the real Japan has historically had a thing where, like, like um, Admiral Perry, right, forced open the, the trade gates even though they were trying to have, like, an isolationist bent through force showing off Admiral, because he was an admiral and he had cannons and he basically shot several warning shots outside of port towns like open up or we're gonna blow you up Yeah, open up trade open up your country to the rest of the world and trade or else So I wonder if it's like a little bit of myth It's a little bit of like history kind of influencing that thing And I wonder if like those other animals are kind of like really talk to Momo and treat him like a real ruler and like Get down to brass tacks and like negotiate diplomacy so I'm wondering if that's kind of all bundled in there, through the symbolism of their names and like the whole Momo, Momotaro kind of bit. Yeah, yeah, that could definitely be really interesting for sure.
0: Um, I know that the the names and colors, like the animal and color, have always been kind of a indicator for their personality and how they operate. Um, mm-hmm. Like a Kainu being the red dog. Obviously, he's very like aggressive and and, and prone to anger. Um, and loyal. Like, Aokiji is you know the blue pheasant, you know like calm, tranquil, whatever. Um, Kizaru like the yellow monkey, just like goofy kind of. So yeah, yeah. Um, any any speculation on like meaning behind the admirals' names? I'm I'm for it for sure. Because it's yeah. it's there like the evidence we have the evidence that it's already been there. So why wouldn't it be now?
1: Especially Um, especially with how Oda like foreshadows forever ago, right? Yeah. Jumping back to the Shanks
0: shit a little bit, like, I really have no idea what he's planning on doing, because like he's he's outside Wano right now. But he's saying he doesn't want to go into Wano and see Luffy. He's saying that he's not interested in seeing Luffy. Remember what's happening in our territory right now? Like, we gotta go deal with this bar this Bartolomeo dude who's burning our shit <laughs> and, and replacing him with Luffy's flags. But then he's also like, let's go claim the One Piece. So, like, what the fuck is Shanks on right now, bro? Like, are you going to Wano? Are you pulling up to your islands to to check Bartolomeo? Are you going to get the One Piece? Is all that somehow tied together? What the fuck is actually going on? It's like, man. I just can't wait to, like, get more exposition on what the fuck is actually going on. Like, man. What the fuck is Shanks about to do? Fuck.
1: I can't wait to see him make his movie. This is really important because, like, Shanks actively stole the the gum gum like, the gum gum fruit from the government. From CP9. Yeah, this flashback to me tells me that this was all planned. I think he tried to get luffy the gum gum fruit like did he set up luffy to be this person of destiny i think
0: he hedged his bets for sure on luffy being the one that could awaken the fruit i think he knew i think he knew basically everything you know
1: and he's like i've set up all the proper conditions so that one piece could be available right so maybe one piece is only available like truly able to like be accessed while Nika is present in the world. That could be true. Because they're like, it's about Laugh Tale and then Joy Boy, right? So I feel like those two things could kind of intersect. And, and Yeah, Joy Boy is Nika, so. Yeah, so like, I think that like maybe Gold Roger just laughed because like I got to one piece, I found the thing that everybody wants and it literally cannot be accessed unless joy boy exists and he just laughed and laughed and laughed like maybe that's also why he said i wish i would have been uh i wish i could have lived in the same era as you Mm -hmm. Mhm. Mhm. he's like and the idea that like you've spent so much of your life traveling the world getting to this one goal and just having it be just out of your reach how frustrating that would be and then he's like you know what I'm still gonna cause chaos when I'm going out and does the whole execution declaration. I left all my wealth in one piece. And that's like, did he really? Nah, I don't know. But it'd be interesting if he did, because like, it'd be like that treasure planet moment, right? Where you just find this giant cavern full of gold and you're like trying to find the one piece inside this giant sea of wealth. Right. You know, like, really dig through it. Mm. I don't know, man.
0: So, Flame Emperor Sabo. Crazy. Like, so, official confirmation, like, Sabo, not dead. All the revolutionaries escaped. They got Kuma up out of there. It's a big W. But... Huge. But, big L's. Cobra apparently is dead. They framed Sabo. I'm already knowing I'm not buying this shit at all. They killed Cobra. They kidnapped Vivi. They framed Sabo because it was the easy, like, it just worked. It just worked. It was so easy to frame it in that way yeah. to the public who doesn't know a goddamn thing. Um. Mm-hmm. So, but, like, things to be curious about, like, obviously we, we, we had speculated in the past, I believe, on the show even, that it was a possibility that we were going to kill Cobra here at this reverie. Um mm-hmm. and kidnap Vivi. So, like, to what end? Like, who has her? The the Gorosei, Emu, because we saw that Emu like stabbed her picture, her bounty poster, right? I I believe in that scene we saw Vivi's picture stabbed by Emu somehow. Um. So yeah, it just obviously can't be good. And I like I just I just need to know that Vivi's is okay, man. I can't be having BB die,
1: can't be having that. But one of the true pure characters in the series, like just genuinely wholesome. Yes, but
0: um, the revolutionaries destroyed the hoof of the celestial dragons, symbol of the world nobles. So was that like like it looks like it was something on top of a building. I mean, is this something scene, uh, seen, like just the symbol of the world government? Like,
1: I thought it was the the like the weird like five circle cross, basically. Yeah, I thought that was the symbol of the world government. So I could and like you see like crosses and stuff and like stylized crosses on top of like churches and stuff and top of like massive buildings in the real world. So part of me thought that the symbol of the world government was this just massive. Five, it would be just, like, shooting process. the flag, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's they like shooting the flag.
1: Yeah. And they're just like, oh, that's a nice, like, Sistine Chapel you got there. You suck. Like, yeah, I, I don't know, it just was, it was weird, the the bolding of the, the hoof of the Celestial Dragons, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know. If anybody in the comments knows exactly what the hoof is... Yeah, if a hoof I mean, is a specific so word much. for,
0: like, a, a symbol representing a uh, a governmental body or I don't know
1: yeah I mean nothing sends a message like property damage but at right. the same time like I remember in American history there was um uh, a ship got sank uh, the US sank one of its own ships called the May the USS Maine and they blamed the Maine on Spain and said to justify a war with Spain so part of me wonders Did the world government attack its own building and do a sort of, like, a false flag operation to blame the revolutionaries? And they're like, oh, it was the Antifa. They did this, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So Um, I wonder... I wouldn't put anything past them at this point. They've done so much dirty shit. Yeah.
0: I think, um... It's interesting that we get a couple new factions now within the world government as well. Like the Naval Bureau of Investigation. We get the director Mm -hmm. here in this chapter, Kuroma. And then we also get a hint at another faction within the actual, like, uh, Celestial Dragon body, the Holy Knights. Which Mm -hmm. I would assume are, like, personal bodyguards to the Celestial Dragons that are actually, like, high-level, like, Devil Fruit or Haki users paladins
1: straight up paladins of order yeah like paladins of the crown that kind of thing
0: yeah so i'm hyped to get a little bit more on these holy knights or see them eventually and um also this eight nation revolution that they're talking about this is crazy um we're getting just more upheaval within the government more you know stirrings within the unsettling uh states within the world people are like getting sick of the poverty and the discrimination and all the bullshit so we're definitely just seeing a lot more of these these events unfolding man things are culminating things are brewing man it's, it's coming to the end and i believe Oda said recently like within the last couple of weeks actually that he was like planning on wrapping things up now within three years yeah
1: but, you know, predictions for series endings have always been a little, like, tricky. I try not to. Like, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm totally, you know, I, I try and stay as unbiased as possible because mm-hmm. I don't want to ruin the ending of any given series. Because Like, I've had also- people ask me, like, how do you want this to end? How do you want this to end? How do you want One Piece mm-hmm. to end? I'm like, I want One Piece to end however Oda ha- envisioned it ending. Like, I wanted to end how the author, how the writer, how the creator viewed his story, this masterpiece coming to an end. And I'm not going to fucking spoil that for myself with my own fucking dumbass interpretations of how the story can go. Like, mm. I'm not a fucking mm. professional serialized author. Like, yeah, I can critique this shit. But at the end of the day, like, I'm here to appreciate the, the masterpiece. I'm here to appreciate the art. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to be so invested in how I think a story should end that I think the ending is bad. (laughs) You know, like if it's bad and it can be be like objectively analyzed as such. Okay. But like, I'm not going to be like, oh, I think this should have happened. This is trash, you know, which a lot of people I feel are going to do. And that just makes me sad to think about what's going to be going on on Twitter and shit. During the end stages of this, of this, manga. Oh like, God. people are going to be tearing it apart because they of their own dumbass, you know, theories that they wanted to come true that probably won't. And it's like, it just makes me sad and nervous
1: for the end of One Piece, man. Seriously, it's going to be a migraine for sure. I'm going to have to, like, uninstall Twitter for a hot minute because I want to just see it unfold, you know, like, I want to see it go out. And, like, we always make our takes week to week, and, like, we're proven. Right, as often as we are wrong so like but like that's the enjoyment of it like i like every time i read manga i always have this thought i want to know what happens next yeah you know and so like that's the enjoyment for me whether i'm right whether i'm wrong it's so valid and when i'm like yes nailed it saw that coming but like if i'm wrong i'm like you know that's cool that's innovative i didn't think of that that's novel to me so like i'm still excited about something new yeah um this new bureau of investigation, um, his name is Kurouma, and that translates to Black Horse? Hmm. And so I thought it was interesting, because he admits that, and page 17, in each case, the public is convinced that Sabo was the one calling a string, and it's causing quite a stir. Add to the recent events orchestrated during the king's return, there's many sparks of rebellion smoldering all over the world. Now, there's a phrase for a dark horse. It is uh, a candidate or competitor about whom little is known, but who unexpectedly wins or succeeds. Yeah. There are also a couple of other definitions. Um, a political candidate, un- unexpectedly nominated as a compromise between factions, Ooh. or uh, a dark horse is a previously less-known person or thing that emerges to prominence in a situation, especially in a situation involving multiple rivals, or a contestant that on paper should be unlikely to succeed, but yet still might." So I thought it was really interesting that a character that is about political, uh, like, very politically savvy, and, like, is willing to, like, manipulate information with the world government. I'm just assuming, you know, because, like, the Admiralty, they're kind of dirty. Um... I think that you might
0: be onto something with the, um, what was the part of the, what was the, the variation of the definition that you stated about kind of a compromise between two sides?
1: Yeah, a political candidate unexpectedly nominated usually as a compromise between factions.
0: Yeah, so that fits to me perfectly literally you could stamp that right on this this navy versus world government uh dynamic like they they're seen a lot of times to be kind of button heads and so mm-hmm. this you know could Deep. this this Kudo, Kudo Uma seems to kind of be really um a closely liaison. closely almost a liaison closely affiliated with both sides he knows a lot about what's going the goings on of both sides and like seems to be if you know, playing both of them pretty closely. And he does have the like, um, pseudonym, not the pseudonym, but the, um, what the alias, right? Uma is not his actual name. It's his name is Tensei. It looks like. And so Uma is literally his code name. And it fits perfectly with that. A political compromise between two sides. This is somebody that we both appointed in this position Because they're going to be in both of our business, you know, like that fits perfectly to me. I'm having a hard
1: time articulating it properly, but. Hey, I'm kind of picking up what you're putting down because also like his name is Ten, which reverts to like, like his name Tensei means reincarnation, rebirth. Ten is like the symbol for heaven. So the idea of the fact that he is the dark horse, he is the figure of prominence that is connected as a liaison. He is Ten, heaven, but also serving the Navy. So, like, he is a servant of two masters kind of person. Or, like, a political finesser, I just feel like. Yeah, well, and I believe Tensei... It just means, like, rebirth, right? Um...
0: I'm trying to, what, like... Nature, transmigration, reincarnation, heavenly voice, adding finishing touches to a painting, product of
1: nature, malleability are the variations. Yeah. So I feel like he's kind of a cool character. Uh, The one thing that I had thought about, like, the fact that, like, Sabo is the Flame Emperor, he definitely got his hands on Ace's devil fruit. Like, the new new devil fruit. So I love that for him. I love that he, like... The brothers are carrying on their, their, you know, fallen brother's legacy, in a way. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, 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 definitely. But, I mean, I'm curious, the new devil fruit, what do you mean? I mean, it's like, every time a devil fruit user dies, their fruit, like, manifests elsewhere, right? Right, well, yeah, he got it back in Dressrosa, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I love that. Um... I forget sometimes, because, like, One Piece has been going on for so long, my brain's just crammed with random facts, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. do I remember anything? I mean, I remember, like, a tenth of everything, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I I I just was
0: confused, so, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. he's had it for a while, but now they're definitely recognizing him as, like, the Flame Emperor. He's really taking up that ace moniker, and he's really
1: carrying on that will and that fire, Mm. so, yeah, I love that, Even his hair is starting to look like him. Like, yeah. if you look at that zoom in on 1819 if you turned his hair black and like gave him a different hat he would look like ace straight up goggles like even the goggles on the hat like he looks like a color inverted version of ace now um so i think that's interesting also peep the banners right peep oh, the banners these are the so uh i think i found the hoof Right, they have like the arrow through the five-point star, the five-point star, which is like the world government. They've yeah. got the X and S, which was supposed to represent Sabo anyway, right? In oh. um, in Ace's tattoo, so like that's his logo straight up. And then the arrow going through the thing, the idea of like shooting down the government is very like pro-anarchist kind of stuff, revolutionary stuff. But there's a little triangular pendant of a little like looking mustache with like a little weather vane thing on top. That might be the hoof of the celestial dragon. That's like the um. You're talking about the bird, isn't that the navy
0: thing? That's like what is. That's like is what it a bird? Sengoku wears on his hat. The 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 last one closest to the podium. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's the navy the symbol, like, what they wear on the- you know, Ah! Cause remember, Sengoku always used to have a little fucking um... ...thing like that on his hat.
1: Remember? Mmm... I'm gonna look at a one-piece navy symbol. You were absolutely right. It's a- But it's an upside-down version. Ohhh. It's flipped upside-down. That's interesting, because I was like, I recognize that. Where is it? I like that they literally, like, modified, because they have the arrow through the world government. They have flipped. They have the Navy symbol, but it's flipped upside down. Mm -hmm. So I think that's crazy, and I love that. that They're like, yeah, we'll fly your iconography, but we're going to do it wrong because we hate you. Like, we don't fuck with you. This is an active, like, flagrant disrespect to what you stand for. These are your symbols... Like, symbols have power, we're gonna disperse them. Yeah. For sure.
0: I think that's Love definitely... That. You're onto something there. Hell yeah. And then we get a, li- a little bit of uh, this Akainu action, too, at the end. He's like, God, I don't I don't give a fuck who's coming. I'll drive each and every one of them back into the depths of the fucking sea, bro. Oda loves Akainu so much. He stated that Akainu is his favorite character. <laughs>
1: Didn't he say that, like, if he... Um... If he was the main if, character, if made... he
0: would he would finish One Piece in a year. Yeah, in a
1: year. Oh, I can't wait for the Sabo Akaino fight. Like redemption for one of the saddest deaths of the series. Yeah, I'm waiting. For sure. I want I want Sabo to do like that tr- that that talon fist, like a flaming talon fist. And do the thing shoving through his chest like Akuino did to Ace. I want that to happen so badly. Punch a hole like, through his
0: fucking chest with the he-can.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I'm at.
1: I'm just like, yes, revenge.
0: Oh, yeah. But, no uh, gods, no bastards.
1: I don't know. I think that's about all I had for this chapter of One Piece. It's so hype. <laughs> <I can't laughs> so it's so hype. See, all man. of it's coming together um someone was telling me that they thought it's wild because like the oda came out saying that they wanted to have the end of the series be something that people that hadn't read the series all the way through to be able to enjoy and understand it without having to like do an insane amount of reading right yeah so he said that and so someone else is saying it's like are you guys telling me that the end of One Piece is just the story of One Piece? And like everything prior to that is a massive, massive prologue of how the crew came to be and like how all the like different pieces of like the playing board at that point came to be. And like now that I feel like Yamato is gonna be added to the crew. So like after that, there's that point where like, yeah, this is the One Piece crew. This is the Straw Hat crew. And then what Odo feels is going to be the finale. Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know if I would necessarily put it like that. Because I feel like if you were to just pick up one piece right now and read it to the end, like, there's undoubtedly, like, unequivocally, you know, you, you could not argue the fact that there's so much that you're just missing out on in terms of, like, story character development, like like world building just emotional impact you know just you could continue to go down the list like they i don't know i believe he's putting it more so in terms of like you know like you said it's he's gonna try and make it malleable for even a new fan to pick up at this point and not have to necessarily read the whole story back if they don't want to but i don't i don't believe you could argue that you wouldn't be missing out on a fuck ton if you didn't read and experience the entire story, or watch it, whatever you want to do.
1: I feel like I'd have to... I I feel... Oh, I wonder, like, if we get to the point where, like, hey, these are the last couple chapters, if we just, like, prep and just reread the whole damn series. I Better feel love. like... Because, like, I love binges, and it helps me, like... Because we experience One Piece over such a large like tract of time that like different impacts are being made. And I think it would be really interesting to see how I feel about like different arcs. If I just read everything in sequence. Yeah. All in one go. And it's just like, man, that'd be an undertaking. But I think that would be really cool. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. Uh, that's all I had today. Yeah,
0: that's, that's about the- all I had for this chapter, One Piece. So that'll do it for this chapter and that will do it for this episode of the Project Manga Podcast. Thank you all so much for watching. If you did, be sure to slap a like on the video if you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe to the channel for more Fire-Ass Weekly content. Leave a comment section down there, let us know, or leave a comment in the comment section down there let us know what you thought of this weekend jump, what you thought of the episode. If we missed anything, chop it up with us down there. Um, Also, while you're down there, look in the description box. Links to any and all of our individual social media accounts like Twitter, online communities like our discord audio listening platforms to consume the podcast on as well as links to our patreon so that you can support the show if you'd like even more than you do already you know by just watching it so yes 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 with all that said another fire we can jump done for and this will be another stupendous episode of the project manga podcast wrapping up i'm your host eagle and i'm Melo yenis good night peace